Welcome to the fifth dimension with your podcast and newsletter 5D Metamorphosis. I'm Ellen Mouton, mindfulness teacher specializing in emotional release. To find out more, links are in the description below or you can visit ellenmoutontv.com. Today, our podcast is called Why We Don't Trust Our Bodies and how to restore our self-healing right. More and more of us choose to turn to alternative solutions and medicines when it comes to our health. Indeed, a growing number of medical studies on the dangers of medicines reveals terrifying conclusions on a regular basis in the world. Studies showed that the estimated total number of heterogenic deaths, that is, deaths induced inadvertently by a physician or surgeon or medical treatment or diagnostic procedures in the US annually is close to 800,000 people. By comparison, approximately 700,000 Americans died of heart disease in 2001 while 500,000 died of cancer. So why do we keep on consuming prescription and non-prescription drugs? For generations, we have been conditioned to assign the responsibility of our well-being and health to our occidental medicine and to let others take charge. We have been taught that only a powerful medical scientist can help and that our health issues and diseases can only be cured with medicine. Is that so? We tend to leave our fate to anything and anybody else than ourselves and it touches every area of our lives. We count on our partners, parents, teachers, religions, even our supermarket, our boss, our politicians, and of course our doctors and pharmacists to make a decision for us. The worst is that often we do not know that not only we have a say, but also duty to manage our own being. Some pharmaceutical laboratories that offer online professional training could be tempted to influence healthcare actors to their own benefit. These findings show how important it is for the healthcare system to be trained by different entities than the industrial lobbying in order to avoid any conditioning and also to bring new serious and validated knowledge to the table. Health actors are often formatted to learn, repeat and propagate the same ideas for generations. Even though the results are nowadays unsatisfactory with the knowledge we have today and also the information needs to be updated to our current era. There is resistance. We continue to believe the same old things because we are conditioned by a medicine 
that gives peace as an answer to everything. And what about us? We believe that a pill is innocent and that taking it is the only way to deal with our health. Medical science tries to continue propagating obsolete information to keep us under control so that we do not emancipate and think for ourselves, but on the contrary, that we continue to binge on very dangerous medical drugs that kill us and feed the industry. But a strong resistance to change always occurs when an old paradigm is shifting and it is what is going on today. Don't get me wrong, occidental medicine is very powerful and good when it comes to dealing with acute pains and conditions, such as an accident, a surgery, a sudden and validating toothache, but don't do so well with chronic pains and conditions. Because, as the world says, it is chronic and comes back, if we do not investigate to find the root of the problem. Taking drugs to get rid of the consequences each time it arises will not cure anything, on the contrary. Your body will be used to the drug and won't respond to it anymore. And worse, you will contract a new disease or condition brought by the side effects. Occidental medicine is programmed to treat the consequence, not the cause, and it's been a long time we've agreed to just let them to do it. Change is coming with the rise of the traditional Chinese and the traditional Indian Ayurvedic medicines and their ancient holistic approaches. Thanks to the rapid evolution of mentalities on health issues, these last decades, in Western countries, we have seen people waking up to their power of choice. As human beings are more and more conscious of the consequences of their decisions, actions, behaviors and thoughts in each and every single area of their lives and their consequences on their health and as an extension on their entire life, we can see profiling a new way of living. The old health and well-being models are shifting as we take charge of our destiny. How to attract health and well-being? Attracting health and well-being demands preventive work and implies accepting pain and learning to manage it, which I will talk about in a future chapter, as well as managing and decreasing our stress in order to avoid the systematic take of prescription or non-prescription drugs that have adverse effects on our health. To sum up, to attract health and well-being, we must let it flow by removing the resistance. We shouldn't think about pills as a first solution and we should avoid taking them unless it is necessary. The side effects are dangerous in the long term. I believe doctors should not prescribe them as a first response out of habit. However, this is our duty to help them change their automatic and conditioned behaviors by encouraging them to do so. After all, doctors' aim is to please and help their patients most of the time.
They are like you and me and have been formatted like you and me. How could we help them to help us? By telling them that you are looking for an alternative to medicine solution first and that you count on them to explore other resources first unless there is no other choice. Obviously it depends on your issue and because I am not here to tell you to never take a pill again, I must add that certain diseases and conditions necessitate drugs even though the majority don't. Starting with eliminating what is not necessary will make a tremendous difference in your and your children's health. You'll also probably need to accept first and then change or transform your lifestyle and food diet. A lot of the resistance to our own self-healing powers comes from them. If you want to restore your health, you have to let yourselves do their regeneration's job by letting them alone in peace, rested and happy. Easier said than done? Yes. We work too much, don't play enough. We eat too much and bad foods. So unless we transform ourselves, our habits and thinking pattern, our health will be mediocre. And because transforming our lives demands willingness, dedication and a long and repetitive training that the brain needs in order to integrate new habits, many of us fail and fall back into the old pattern of taking pills because it is so much easier. We forget or close our eyes to all the dangerous consequences. So what are we waiting for? Can we afford to wait for all a system to change to change our health and well-being? Won't it be too late? It is as if you were waiting for a majority of people to claim they are happy to start to be happy as well. Do we need to wait to see what others do in their lives to know what's good or not for us? Two more resistances to our own well-being are first of all our emotions or most particularly our lack of care for them and lack of knowledge of them. Most of our chronic conditions, ailments, diseases are often psychosomatic, with cases that are the consequence of other factors such as our genes, environment, etc., for which we cannot do much. And second of all, our life choices and food diet. Why medicine are not the solution to our chronic pains, diseases and conditions. We've seen that medicines can be harmful because of their action in our immune system. In the long run, they weaken our body that has been exposed too long and we can develop diseases. If we force some vital functions of our body, isn't it obvious it will end by having a lack of balance or even being broken down? Pills are not meant to be taken in a long-term basis and when it comes to chronic diseases and conditions. To choose to do so, to only numb the pain or discomfort, doesn't resolve the underlying issue. As soon as we stop the treatment, 
It seems that the condition resurfaces, but in fact, it never went away. Now imagine after one year, five years, or even a decade of absorbing molecules that in one hand help us with the consequences of our condition, but in the other hand may create new and dangerous consequences as side effects, for which you may take a pill as well to overcome the consequences again. How many of us take or know someone who takes more than one treatment every day? What is the only solution? The only way is to let our bodies to do their job, which is to thrive, and for that we must feed our body, mind and spirit with the right foods instead of creating resistance with chemical molecules and even the natural ones. For instance, stress hormones are very bad for our immune system and their release is only relevant in case of an actual and punctual threat. Unfortunately, our lack of motivation, enjoyment, our unhappiness and depression, anger, bitterness and all kinds of unpleasant emotions we feel are translated as threats as well, with all the consequences we know of today and in a much higher quantity helps to create many conditions and diseases. Letting our body and spirit in peace will allow our body to regulate. This is a natural function of every alive being. The more we add, we do, we think, the less our body can produce the good chemistry that can heal and regenerate our cells. This is when health problems, diseases, conditions, misery and stress occur. In medicine, there are two ways to understand the effect of the mind on our health. The nocebo effect tells us about the negative consequences of our negative thought patterns on our health. Our emotional healing plays a primordial part in our physical healing. To ignore our emotions is an open door for diseases to come into our lives and stay. They are called chronic conditions. Emotional intelligence is the capability of individuals to recognize their own emotions and those of others, use emotional information to guide thinking and behavior, and manage and or adjust emotions to adapt to environments or achieve one's goals. What is interesting is to know the impact it has on our health. This meta-analysis also indicated that this line of research reached enough sufficiency and stability in concluding emotional intelligence as a positive predictor for health. If we are not in tune with our emotions and our inner existence, how can we influence and change it? By practicing emotional intelligence or emotional engineering, you will know more about yourself and who, what triggers you and also why. This science will help you to be in control when you'll be under the influence of your own emotions, anger, frustration and even 
loneliness and depression and to avoid your brain to trigger negative chemistry such as stress hormones. You will learn to recognize the moments, the situations and the people who triggered your reaction and most of all, you will understand your reactions by deconstructing the beliefs, values and expectations that are around it to conclude how limiting they are. Choose to become emotionally intelligent and use what you have learned to anticipate your reactions. The three best tools to train on emotional intelligence are meditation, visualization and active mindfulness. By focusing on our sensations we are able to know ourselves deeper and restore our right to self-healing. Diseases are the physical manifestations of our unaddressed emotional blocks. We accumulate them mainly from our childhood before seven or eight years of age, often unintentionally and unknowingly, as well as through our entire life. It then becomes difficult to remove after a while as they became parts of us, of our personality. In this case, it may lead to chronic pain conditions of any kind. That is why it is important to address our inner child to constructively and carefully revive the memories linked to these emotions that often only our body remembers. By doing our inner child work, we put a light and direct our consciousness right into the root of the problem, decrease the emotional baggage around it and allow us to clear the energy block, the homeostasis function of our bodies, that is its capacity to reach equilibrium is also restored. This is our birthright. When our lives that we know are influenced by our unaddressed emotions is difficult for us, it means it is time to look in the mirror and ask ourselves what are the beliefs and traumas I gathered and that stressed my body and deprived it of its right to self-healing. Your podcast and newsletter 5D Metamorphosis I'm Hélène Mouton To find out more, links are in the description below or you can visit ellenmoutontv.com.